0: Chinese, Kim Ching by name, was himself a native of that city, and two of his sons lived there. He was well acquainted with Dr Saunders, and on his periodical visits to Fu Chao had consulted him on his failing sight. He had heard how the doctor, by what looked like a miracle, had caused the blind to see, and when in due course he found himself in such a state that he could only tell day from night, he was prepared to trust no one else to perform the operation, which, he was assured, would restore his sight. Dr Saunders had advised him to come to Fu Chao when certain symptoms appeared, but he had delayed, fearing the surgeon's knife, and when at last he could no longer distinguish one object from another, the long journey made him nervous, and he bade his sons persuade the doctor to come to him. Kim Ching had started life as a coolie, But by hard work and courage, aided by good luck, cunning, and unscrupulousness, he had amassed a large fortune. At this time, a man of seventy, he owned large plantations on several islands. His own schooners fished for pearl, and he traded extensively in all the products of the archipelago. His sons, themselves middle aged men, went to see Dr. Saunders. They were his friends and patients. Two or three times a year they invited him to a grand dinner when they gave him bird's nest soup, shark fins, beche de mer and many other delicacies. Singing girls engaged at a high price entertained the company with their performances and everyone got tight. The Chinese liked Dr Saunders. He spoke the dialect of Fu Chao with fluency. He lived not like the other foreigners in the settlement but in the heart of the Chinese city. He stayed there year in and year out, and they had become accustomed to him. They knew that he smoked opium, though with moderation, and they knew what else there was to be known about him. He seemed to them a sensible man. It did not displease them that the foreigners in the community turned a cold shoulder on him. He never went to the club but to read the papers, when the mail came in, and was never invited to dinner by them they had their own English doctor and called in Dr Saunders only when he was away on leave. But when they had anything the matter with their eyes, they put their disapproval in their pockets and came down for treatment to the shabby little Chinese house over the river where Dr Saunders dwelt happily amid the stenches of a native city. They looked about them with distaste as they sat in what was both the doctor's consulting room and parlour. It was furnished in the Chinese style, but for a roll-top desk and a couple of rocking chairs, much the worse for wear. On the discoloured walls, Chinese scrolls presented by grateful patients contrasted oddly with the sheet of cardboard on which were printed in different sizes and combinations the letters of the alphabet. It always seemed to them that there hung about the house faintly the acrid scent of opium, But this the sons of Kim Ching did not notice, and if they had, it would not have incommoded them. After the usual compliments had passed, and Dr. Saunders had offered them cigarettes from a green tin, they set forth their business. Their father had bidden them to say that now, too old and too blind to make the journey to Fu Chao, he desired Dr. Saunders to come to Takana and perform the operation which he had said two years before would be necessary what would be his fee? The doctor shook his head. He had a large practice in Chao, and it was out of the question for him to absent himself for any length of time. He saw no reason why Kim Ching should not come there. He could come on one of his own schooners. If that did not suit him, he could get a surgeon from Macassar who was perfectly competent to perform the operation. The sons of Kim Ching, talking very volubly, explained that their father knew that there was no one who could do the miracles that Dr Saunders could, and he was determined that no one else should touch him. He was prepared to double the sum that the doctor reckoned he could earn at Fu Chow during the period he would be away. Dr Saunders continued to shake his head, Then the two brothers looked at one another and the elder took out from an inner pocket a large and shabby wallet of black leather bulging with the notes of...